The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Speaking of Nutrition with Tom Mantos and co-host Fred Fornicola. Our program discusses the facts about chronic health conditions and shows you remedies that work. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Mantos and Fred Fornicola. Welcome, everyone. This is Tom Mantos, Speaking of Nutrition, with my sidekick, Fred Fornicola, fitness professional. Hey, everyone. Uh, Today, we're going to do something a little different than we've done in the last four podcasts. Uh, We covered... uh, type 2 diabetes in part 1 and part 2, and uh, then we had the healthy heart and bone health. Today, Tom and I decided to do a little bit of a nutritional uh, roundtable, a little discussion for some Q&As, um, questions that we normally get from our clients slash patients all the time. So we figured we'd throw a couple of questions out there so you could uh, learn a little bit from that from other people as well. So this is a topic that uh, I've read a lot about, I hear a lot about, I know it's, <laughs> it's going to make Tom all fired what are you up. Gonna ask me? <laughs> it's going to make Tom all fired up. So you might want to just lower your volume a little bit when he starts to scream about this, but this is a topic that's really important. I think, and it's a really good one that, uh, that needs to be addressed. And that's this doctors tend to, when uh, patients ask about supplementation, uh, doctors usually say, don't bother. It's just expensive urine. Um, there's so much research to prove that to be incorrect. And, um, we're going to let Tom, <laughs> we're going to let Tom go off a little bit here. Cause that's one of his pet peeves. So it's a valid, it's a valid question and we have some valid responses. Okay. Let's break it down. I do have patients. They ask me, well, why do I need to supplement if I eat it? You know, pretty good diet. And my doctor says, oh, you just make an expensive urine. Well, the first thing, the question the patient has is really a good, legitimate question that needs a good answer. That's good. But through the years, and I've heard this so much, I, I get it. It really aggravates me. <laughs> when a medical doctor that went to medical school supposedly studied the human physiology and he says you're making expensive urine. Well, my thought on this is this. You're ingesting vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And I've studied, all my years have been studying biochemistry. When you ingest vitamins and minerals, they're obviously doing millions and millions of complex chemical reactions in the body, right? These, these reactions are vital to your life, your health, and your well-being. And then you pee out the waste products and excess metabolites that your body don't need. And that's what they're calling expensive yarn. Really? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just crazy. So what I want to do is I want to cover kind of soup to nuts on why you need to supplement, particularly in this day and age, and what some of the supplementation you know may involve. Now, the first thing the government did is they came up with recommended dietary intake, RDI. And you'll see this like on food labels. You know, for vitamin C, that's on the label, and it'll say what the percentage of the recommended daily intake is. Let's get this straight. The recommended intake is to prevent gross nutritional deficiencies only. Like scurvy and dairy, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. gross. It's not designed to promote optimal health. It's the bare minimum. Now, granted, what it is useful for is looking at large segments of the population to see if they have gross nutritional deficiencies. It's useful for that. However, here's an interesting study. And we talk about the well-balanced diet myth, whatever that is. A recent USDA survey involving 21,500 people over three days, they had to report what they were eating. Not a single person, not one, consume the recommended daily intake of the 10 top nutrients that they study. Not one person. Because of a poor diet. Yeah. So the RDA, let me give you an example. Recommended intake for vitamin C is a pitiful 60 milligrams of vitamin C. That's just a couple of oranges. So, Fred, I'm happy to know that if I do that, I won't get scurvy. I'm so worried about scurvy these <laughs> days. You know, I want the levels for optimal health, and that's what we promote 
levels for optimal health. So here's a couple other <clears throat> things I want to go through. Because the doctors are not studying nutritional biochemistry, except the functional medicine doctors. They all know this. So if we go back to the Journal of American Medical Association, published a real big study in 2002. And this is the title. It said, Vitamins for Chronic Disease Prevention in Adults. What they found is taking a multivitamin supplement above, well, well above the RDI helped to prevent the top 10 chronic diseases in this country. I don't know if any of the doctors read it. Now, here's another interesting thing that they found. I'm going to read right from it. <clears throat> the conclusion, many physicians may be unaware of common food sources of vitamins or unsure which vitamins they should recommend for their patients. So it's telling you they don't even doctors don't even have a basic understanding of nutrition at all. Their own medical journals tell them. Right. This. And there's a bit of a contradiction as we spoke in, in the bone and our bone health about vitamin D. Everybody's low on vitamin D in the wintertime. But most physicians will say, we'll take a vitamin D supplement. So how can you advise to take a vitamin D supplement there, but then say supplements are an expensive year and make up your mind? Yeah, it, it's so crazy. The, the chemistry is so comprehensive. And I've talked before that your, your nutrients from your food and your vitamins um, modify gene expression. So it does so much fast thing. And of course, when you pee, you're peeing out the waste products, right? Not peeing everything out that you just took, like it's making expensive urine. Well, that, if that were the case, then everybody who ate food, they would just be peeing out that as well, right? If they're not utilizing it, so they're getting. Well, it's like it's it's like saying, "Why drink water? You're just making a lot of urine for no reason, right? Right? Yeah. Well, obviously the water's doing something, right? While it's going through you. So you got my blood pressure up here. Now I'm all right. I'm meditating. <laughs> I, I'm meditating. All right. But it is a crazy question. I've got, I've heard this so much through my 35 years in practice. It's like, please, I, I got to educate. So, so when you look at, you know, I told you, we talked about this off, off air, but I, I followed Dr. Linus Pauling I mean, 30 years ago when I was interested in all his work, when he yes. studied vitamin C for the, just the common cold, he felt it would help even cancer. So when you look at all the research and he's won a Nobel prize in chemistry and he was a, um, uh, Nobel Prize and, and Peace Prize as well, but that's here or there. But the point being is that he was a in, very intelligent person and he made people think about a lot of things and they tried to dispute a lot of his research and they still can't today. And that was done 60 years ago. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I've studied a lot of some of the old timers from the 50s and 60s and 70s. And even some of the best nutritional biochemists actually were, were uh, dentists, believe it or not. Right, right. Dr. Melvin Page and Peshek. And they were considered like a little cuckoo back then, but they wrote these tremendous things on biochemistry. And you know what? Everything that they wrote is verified today. Right. Now we know what they had said. Of course, back then they were, they were looked down upon. Now, let me, let me give you an example. So we talked about vitamin supplementation preventing the top 10 chronic diseases. So you go out and you buy yourself a multi. Well, what's good on TV? Centrum. One a day multi. Centrum is lousy. All right. If you look on the label of Centrum, all the vitamins that are in there only meet 100% of the recommended daily intake, which is just to prevent gross nutritional deficiencies. The, the dosages are so low. And you also have to, we talked about, yeah, and we talked about this too, is about how the compounds are, right? I mean, you just, you're just not taking magnesium. You want magnesium glycine. You want something absorbed, absorbed. not like mag magnesium oxides poorly absorbed. Right. Metal ion. right. So just because it says magnesium doesn't mean you're absorbing right. magnesium. You, you want a good chelated agent. Right. So when you, when you look for a multivitamin and mineral, you need a multi-dose vitamin, like more than one tablet, because you can't fit everything in one tablet. You can't fit the calcium size and the magnesium and all these things. So I recommend different um, multi-dose vitamins. The two that I've taken throughout the year, uh, probably over 20 years, I took um, Multigenics multivitamin. It was a multi-dose vitamin and mineral, high doses of everything that were consistent with optimal health. And that's what I took for over 20 years. And it's from Metagenics. Again, I mentioned them. And then the other one I switched to was Phytomulti from Metagenics because they added bioactive plant compounds. If you want to look at it, you can go on my website, 
<clears throat> TomMantos.com, click on supplement store, and then hit Metagenics. Now, I'm going to give you a couple that I like in the health food store because there's a lot of lousy multivitamins. But Carlson's has a really good multivitamin and mineral you can get in the health food store. The other one I really like is Life Extension. Mm-hmm. They have a great multivitamin and mineral. And then for you people that can't swallow pills, I always recommend all-one powder. It's a powdered vitamin. A tablespoon equals – you just put it in a shake or juice or whatever – a tablespoon equals about four capsules of a multivitamin. Very high potency. It's excellent. They have all different ones for different things. But and, and who's that again? All one people. All one people. Or, or all one powder. All one they powder. switched it from people to powder. Yeah, all one powder. You can even get that online. You can look for it if you can't swallow pills. I mean, I'm like a horse. I could, <laughs> no, I could swallow way. like 40 pills. Well, I'm not even kidding. We've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, but, so, here, but here's the question then, right? People are sitting there going, wait a minute. I'm eating healthy. You're telling me to eat all these good foods. I am. I'm eating organically. Why do I need to supplement? Forget, right. what, forget what the doctor's saying, but okay. why do I need to? Okay. Let me give you some reasons. You would supplement to ensure like a life insurance policy that you're getting everything that you need for your body. And I'm going to give you reasons why people need more. Some people need more than others. So what I would recommend just as a base, if you're a healthy guy, work, you know, in good shape, you don't have any problems. A good multi-dose multivitamin takes care of your insurance package. I might add a fish oil to it if you don't need a lot of fish. Now, let's look at other reasons why you would need to supplement in this day and age. First of all is what's called genotrophic diseases. Now, you've heard me talk about gene expression of diseases and this type of thing. Well, every generation... We, we have more and more mutated genes. In fact, that's mostly from the environment. The New England Journal of Medicine published a study that said this generation of kids may have a shorter lifespan than their parents, first time ever in history. Yeah, it's just, because the, So when you have these mutated gene expressions, the levels of vitamins that would normally run your pathways are not doing the work. They're not doing the job anymore. So you might have to go up higher. Now, I do, I do some genotrophic tests if I suspect something or there's a really bad you know, family history and that type of thing. And then we can manipulate. Well, for you, you may need extra B6 and folic acid higher than what above your multi to, to fix this problem. Hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure does. All right. Now, second thing. And part, and this is part of what you talked about. Linus Pauling actually came up with this biochemical individuality. Everybody's physiology is unique. Some people have more inborn errors in metabolism, like your level for what you need for optimal health. And I'm always looking at optimal health for, let's say, vitamin C might be a hundred times what I would need for optimal levels. Mm-hmm. So there's there's actually. <laughs> there's tests you can do for this. I use what's called an organic acid analysis or metabolic analysis. And you can actually look at the pathways in the body and see where they're kind of deficient on what you're doing. So I might have to jack up your B1 on this one here. I might have to add some magnesium to jack this pathway up. Right. So everybody's biochemically unique. You can't give everybody the same thing. Now, the other thing that's, that's killing our food quality is environmental factors. Um, chemicals, pesticides, Increases your need for increases your need for supplementation. I mean, the air pollution and plus eating organic, right? Right. Soil depletion. It's another one. Well, you have processed foods, even if it's organic, you have food that's coming from a different country. It takes days, weeks to get here. Things like that. Foods organic. I don't trust if it comes from China. (laughs) Foods, (laughs) but foods are losing their quality of nutrition. Yeah, soil depletion growing in the same thing. Now, the other thing is processing food. You know taking good grain rice and, and taking out the germ and endosperm and bran and everything, and making white rice out of it that depletes all the nutrients. The other thing, traumas and stressors. If you have a disease state, that jacks you up. Right. And right you also there. have physical activity. You have personal stress. You have how your sleep patterns. There's a host of, you know, there's a host of issues that go along. If you like to drink a bottle of vodka every night, that's um, not going to help. Well, things. but you, you deplete all your nutrients doing that. Right. 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 So, Smoking anything. Yeah. 
And then drug interaction, prescription medications really destroy a lot of nutrients. Right. So if you're on certain medications, you should be supplemented properly. Um, now I'll just go, I'll just cover like three basic types of nutritional protocol that we use. So prophylactic nutrition is basically preventing disease. I always recommend a good multivitamin and mineral, maybe a fish oil. Uh, and that's a good preventative. If you're a healthy guy, you don't have to worry about it unless we find some of these other problems that are brewing. Therapeutic nutrition is using increased levels of nutrients when you're in a disease state. Absolutely helps your health outcome all the time. And the other one is that it's called accessory nutrients. Nutrients that are not considered normally essential to the body become conditionally essential when you have a disease. Give me an example. Talk in a heart disease. Get congestive heart failure. Now, essentially, coenzyme Q10 becomes an essential nutrient. Your body only produces a little, not nearly enough. So a disease state may make something that's not normally uh, necessary for the body it makes it very necessary for you to function properly. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're really not just urinating all our good uh, nutrients out of our body because if our it was expensive. I'd sell it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, we got to keep in mind that um, supplementation is important when uh, applied properly. So we're going to take a, a little break and get to our next question. So hang in there and we'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tom Mantos' Center for Alternative and Preventative Medicine in New Jersey will help you find the right solutions for your health and nutritional needs. Each person is different, and our customized approach tailored to individual needs allows us to create achievable goals that are based on your lifestyle and physicality. Our preventative medicine specialists are committed to helping you make the changes you need in your life. To schedule a 30-minute free consultation or for more information, call 732-219-9636 or visit TomMantos.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Speaking of Nutrition with Tom Mantos and Fred Bornicola. Now, back to the program. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. I said we were going to start a new question for Tom, but uh, you know what? He wanted to finish up a thought, and I think I interrupted him. So go ahead, Tom. Yo, I was curious. I want to hear what you do. Fred, the fitness guru. <laughs> what, supplementation? What, when did you start taking supplements? supplements? And how'd you, yeah, how did you figure well, stuff out? I probably started when I was a little kid and the supplements we had back then, well, you know, it was garbage. I mean, yeah. the Bob Hoffman powders and the stuff that we were taking, the liver tablets and all the silliness that we got into back then. But when I started getting really serious, it was 30 years ago when uh, I actually came to you. And I still take stuff now. I take a multi-amends, uh, uh, Metagenics Men's uh, Vitality. And which is a multi and the omega fats and zinc and prostate health. And I take uh, extra magnesium glycinate. But now it's more an educated thing. It's Back more, then, they kind of just took what the big pro you, bodybuilder took. Whatever you read in a magazine, you yeah. took. If you had big arms, yeah. you took the stuff he was taking, right? So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, I'll just tell you how I, my mom was always really smart. She was big on vitamins and that when I was a kid. So, I remember my junior year in high school. I had to make 158 pound weight class and I was suffering for wrestling for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. It was the winter. And all I could eat was a little piece of chicken, like little baby piece and some string beans and an orange all day. That's all I could eat to make weight. And I got real sick, man. My mother with her wisdom went out and bought me myodec multivitamins. These big giant Brown (laughs) things was my first mole, but you know, it really helped me. 
I had so many nutritional deficiencies. And then, I don't know, I started, uh, when I started bodybuilding, and I, I wrestled through college and that, I kind of did whatever the muscle magazine, whatever Arnold Schwarzenegger took, I took it. So we had, what, the Bob Hoffman multivitamin and mineral pack. It actually wasn't too bad. Mm. And all the bodybuilders took desiccated liver. So they took 50 a day. So I took 50 desiccated liver. Hand, yeah, right? you took about a handful. I bought Thompson's jars of a thousand. Mm-hmm. And then the worst, the worst stuff was Bob Hoffman's milk and egg protein. Oh, yeah. That was disgusting. It tasted. <laughs> it was horrible. And what I had to do is I had to put a whole bunch of ice cream in mm-hmm. it so that you could drink it. And then. Yeah, you, you basically had flatulence twenty four seven, right? Yeah, but to, to give you an idea of the texture, it was like take a baby powder and mix it with water. That's how it was, oh. right? So yeah, let, let's move on had. to our next question. Though, okay. Tom. This is a really, this is a good one. This is something we covered in all our four other podcasts, but okay. um, still a valid question because there's there's many ways to to eat, right? We have different ideas. I don't, yeah. the, I don't know if we use the word diet. Is something I, a nutritional program? Okay, okay. so. What do we consider to be uh, the health? Some of the healthier ways. One of the healthier ones. Yeah. Like we talk about the Mediterranean diet quite a bit, and you've talked about a modified Mediterranean, and we have a lot of these other trendy things that we'll talk about too. But yeah, you know, we, we we both feel very confident with the Mediterranean diet, and in some spinoffs where you have to eliminate certain things, add certain things back in, depending on the individual. I, I think you know just from a scientific point of view and man's history. In general, that's the best way to eat. But today, you got so many people with different diseases and different things. You have to make modifications on the modifications. Modified Mediterranean is unparalleled for heart disease, diabetes. It's the best. When I started eating Mediterranean diet, that's when I, I really started. Um, I'm going to tell you what I used to do. Really started winning bodybuilding contests. So what do you mean by modified Mediterranean? Well, we, we, we reduce any of the sugars that are too, the glycemic index or anything that would raise your blood sugar. Right. So when you look at a Mediterranean diet, right, we're focusing on fruits and vegetables, olive oil, whole grains, uh, fish, um, nuts, seeds, uh, some chickens, beef once in a while. You know, we're not talking sweets or anything with um, fermented, fermented dairy. So that's the gist of the Mediterranean diet. Where do you make the modifications? Well, here, here's what I do. I give people a picture of the food pyramid, Mediterranean diet, Mm -hmm. right? So this is kind of what you would think. On the bottom of the food pyramid is physical activity, enjoying your meals and having like close family ties. It's not just gobbling food down. No, no. It's having close relationships, you know, um, that type of thing. So the biggest part of the food pyramid in eating would be your fruits, vegetables, grains, whole grains only, olive oil, beans. Uh, nuts, legumes, and seeds, and then your herbs and spices. That you should have every day at almost every meal. That's big. The next section up would be fish and seafood. So low mercury fish, we had talked about that before, but fish should be two to three times a week. Then poultry, eggs, fermented cheeses like yogurt, goat's cheese. Kefir stuff. Yeah, that you can have uh, two to three times a week. And then regular meat, organic, grass-fed once a week. So that's kind of the breakdown. Um, for some people, a glass of red wine is part of the Mediterranean diet. If you're a fragile diabetic, I re- probably not a good idea, but, yeah, but a, a, glass, a, a good a glass, glass of wine, wine is fine. Sure. And then drinking plenty of fresh water that's filtered. And that's, that's kind of the overview of the Mediterranean way of eating. Now, other people always ask me about other ways, you know, and what we do therapeutically. So, for instance, the vegetarian diet. I like the vegetarian diet if you do it right. Usually vegetarian, they won't eat animal meats, but they'll eat animal products. So they may have fermented dairy products and they may have some eggs. Right. So at least you're getting good protein in there. Mm-hmm. But as I, I think I said last week, the girl that came to me eating uh, cornflakes and pasta yeah, and right. she was a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Well, it's got to be balanced and you got to make sure you're getting protein and all your nutrients. And so vegetarian now, Vegetarians, like if you have tumor-based cancers, and this has to do, I'm not going to go into it, but it has to do with the autonomic nervous system, vegetarian-based diet is the best way to go. Mm. Believe it or not, blood cancers is a high-protein, lower-carb diet. Mm. And that's been studied over over 100 years of and research on that. Right, and a lot of vegetarian or people who like to eat vegetarian don't realize, oh, they know about tofu, but they didn't tempeh. 
and there's other sources that they can eat out there. They can get yeah. a pea, pea and rice protein powder too if they want to do that. The least you can get eggs in that are high quality protein right. and dairy products. You know, if you're if you're an athlete, uh, your strength athlete, probably want to have a protein shake or two to get your extra protein in. Right. The, the vegan diet eliminates the eggs and it eliminates the dairy products. Much harder to get your amino acids that you need in with that. I'm not a big fan of it, but some people, they like it. They feel good on it. So that's okay. And there's moral values too. We understand. I mean, they may need to supplement Mm -hmm. and in these types of diets, you need to supplement B12 extra in that because you're not getting it from the meats. But particularly if they're an athlete, they're definitely going to need to make like a rice and, uh, Pea protein, protein yeah, shake, right. and a couple of them. If you're a real big guy, you might have to have three or four of them. Well, and the reason too is, and in, in when you're a vegan, uh, you're going to consume a lot more carbohydrates, which is okay, but you're going to consume a lot more carbohydrates to get your protein requirements. And in some, in some cases, you can overdo that and gain weight. Yeah, vegan's really tough to do with a fragile diabetic. Really, it's, you can't really eat. But even just in general, for anybody to follow a vegan diet is very difficult. You need to be is. very disciplined. Yeah. If you're going to eat healthy, you know, we're not talking about grabbing a pop tart here, you know, just because it doesn't have well, a it's, face. It's vegetarian. <laughs> just because it doesn't have a face, you don't eat it, you know. Yeah. The other the other ones that I use quite often because I get a lot of people and the doctors really don't, can't do anything with them with multiple autoimmune type disorders, which I'm going to be covering next podcast, all kinds of symptoms, every symptom you can possibly think of. So what I do with them immediately is I put them on an elimination diet. So I may cut out gluten or I may cut out all the grains. I'm going to cut out all the dairy. I may cut out the eggs. I may just kind of detox them out, bare bare minimum for about two weeks. Wait, excuse me. You're talking mainly vegetables, fruit, some lean proteins, proteins, right? Yeah. Nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. No, I cut the beans out for some people are really in bad shape. Right. Uh, and I cut the grains out. Do you find that people have uh, problems with nuts and seeds from a digestive process? Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes. But if you're cutting, if they out, do. I haven't have nut, nut butter. But you know, that helps. So it's broken down for yeah, them already. Yeah. But there's a lot of times they, they may think it's the nuts and the seeds that are bothering them, but it's actually the grains that yeah. are actually affecting them, well, and they can eat the nuts and seeds without a problem. See, I cut it out for two weeks until I can get my food sensitivity testing back, which mm-hmm. tells me what they're reactive to, and then I have to make them a diet on that. But I tell you. I get some dramatic results when they're awful. A lot of times, a lot of the symptoms dissipate. I read an article yesterday that said that they switched these athletes, many athletes, they did a test. They switched into a Mediterranean diet in four days, their performance improved four days. Yeah. Four days. I'll tell you my experiences when we get to some other things too with that. Yeah. Tremendously. I've had pro boxers come in that had to drop one guy. 30 pounds in one week for a fight. 30 pounds? 30 pounds. How is his energy? But he should have won. He was going, I'm not going to name his name. He was going for the championship. He was on the Mayweather card Mm -hmm. and uh, he got knocked out. He was supposed to win it, Mm -hmm. but he had nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, His coaches didn't know anything about nutrition. He didn't. Anyway, first of all, I did a body fat and told him he needs to go up two weight classes because the guy at 190 pounds was solid muscle. Mm -hmm. There was an ounce of fat on him. Yeah, to lose yeah. thirty pounds, you lost all. Yeah, muscle. and I've had I've had national, you know, caliber type wrestlers really feel horrible trying to cut weight and then switch them, you know. Yeah, Mediterranean that, diet. That's always a that's, get their that's, a, that's always up. a death sentence for for athletes like that. Yeah. So those are, those are some of the um, diets that 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 are good that people eat like that. Right. You know, right. there's so many fad diets out now. So if somebody wants to be a vegan, okay, specifically just strictly a vegan. You're going to set their plate up again with the grains and the veggies and the fruit. That's a standard for pretty yeah. much everything that we're going to do. Yeah. So then you have your protein. Like I said, there's tempeh, there's tofu. Um, what what proteins? Uh, excuse me. What soy based proteins do you want to stay away from? There's a lot of junky. All soy the ones out that's there. processed, right? So almost mean, all of them. What's a TVF? So what's, what's the one TVM? This is one that's been highly processed. That you find a lot of times in well, uh, anything that's made flour like like. Soy chicken nuggets. It's right. all the active chemicals that are good for you in the soy is all Didn't cook. It's all cooked out of it. Right. So really, tofu and tempeh are really that's what you know the Japanese women right. eat and they're very healthy. Um, they, they eat that and the active chemicals in there are called genistin and diogen. But when you make all these stupid products that they have in the in the store, 
they heat they heat all the good products out. Anything beneficial is cooked out. Right, right. So again, if you're if you're more active and you're in, involved in sports that you need more muscle strength and have higher output of energy, you're going to want to look for uh, an additional protein powder, like Tom said, a pea and and a, and a rice based yeah. protein powder. I, I usually figure out how much protein they need based on what their weight is and their lean. But when you mass. look at when you look at protein sources and you have peas and you have hemp and you oh, have okay. chia, it all, and it all counts. Yeah, it all counts. It all counts. Yeah. So yeah. you have a lot of uh, availability there. Right. So let's let's take this idea of dieting. All right, we're talking about here eating, eating properly. Eating properly. And let's transition a little bit to another question we got. Um, there's so many fad diets. For a long time, there was the paleo, paleo, however you want to pronounce it, diet that's been, you know, a strong diet for the last few years. Sure. And, um, you know, we went through a lot of transitions during our time. In the 80s, it was all carbohydrates, no fat. And, right. you know, have you have all these craziness. There's a lot of extremes. Now, uh, we both know the keto diet is a very, very popular diet. I think that when I talk to people, most people do the keto diet incorrectly. I try to advise them not to do it at all, but they even do it incorrectly because they're not, they never measure themselves to see if they're in ketosis. They don't understand the, the, the breakouts. And um, there's a lot of things that go wrong in the keto diet for a lot of people. Now, a lot of people listening to this may not want to hear that. It's not a sustainable, healthy diet. So, you well, can tell me the downfalls. Hold on. Well, you can tell me the they're going to hear about it. <laughs> you didn't have much of a choice. But you, you can, you, we can talk about the pitfalls of the diet. But yeah. it's from a health perspective as well as a performance, right? Right. So you got the two issues. I look, I look at that, yeah. Well, you know, the ketogenic diet was very popular in the 50s and 60s and Dr. Atkins and all, and all that. Yeah. So now it's making a comeback. These doctors are getting on board with it. Uh, I personally, the ketogenic diet is more of a fad diet. Besides Eskimos, who eats like that in the natural? Yeah. Name one, one person. Yeah, one, one country. There's no that culture eats, that does it. Nobody. Okay. The ketogenic diet, uh, I'll give you my experiences with the two, and then I'm going to give you some, some stats on it. One of the reasons it's popular, well, let me, let me tell you what I do use it for. Seizure disorders, definitely. That's even in all the journals of neurology. Seizure disorders, because of the ketones, it reduces in the brain. Using that as fuel, it reduces the seizures. I also understand, too, is that used for autism as well? In, cases? in some cases. Right. Um, I might use it for brain cancer. The other thing, we will use it with people if they have a defect in how they break down their carbohydrates in the energy system. I'm not going to get into the chemicals and stuff, but if you have an en- enzyme defect, you'll feel a lot better on a ketogenic diet. Like my mother always felt better on a ketogenic diet. Carbs would kill her. Right. So she had this enzyme defect. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. It's complicated, but. But it was healthier for her body. For her. Yeah. Yeah. And ex- that was now, extenuating people, circumstance. People like the ketogenic diet because, woo, I lost 10 pounds this week. And it's mainly water. Well, each gram of carb you lose holds three grams of water, so you pee out a lot of fluids. So it looks really, oh, look at all the weight up. Oh, you just, it had a diuretic effect. Right. The other problem with the ketogenic diet is you lose muscle mass. Now, listen, you, you want to lose weight. The scale does not tell you what it's, what it's made out of. You want to lose fat. Right. You want to lose fat, and you want to gain muscle. At the same time, that keeps the metabolism up. You look a lot better when you get to optimal your health. Optimal. When you lose, when you lose muscle, there goes your metabolism. Right. There goes your tone body. Right. Okay. And then you gain back the weight twice as fast as you lost it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a couple of studies that are very interesting on it okay. um, with the ketogenic diet. We got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back and finish up on that. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Tom Mantos's Center for Alternative and Preventative Medicine in New Jersey will help you find the right solutions for your health and nutritional needs. Each person is different, and our customized approach, tailored to individual needs, allows us to create achievable goals that are based on your lifestyle and physicality. 
Our preventative medicine specialists are committed to helping you make the changes you need in your life. To schedule a 30-minute free consultation or for more information, call 732-219-9636 or visit TomMantos.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Speaking of Nutrition with Tom Mantos and Fred Fornicola. Now, back to the program. All right, we're back. And we're talking about the ketogenic diet. Let me just give you a little basic biochemistry. I know people promote it and this, but when I get through with it, you know, it's not going to look so pretty. (laughs) So when your body burns fat for fuel, it does it in the presence of glucose. Okay. I'm not going to get all the chemistry because I know it, but that's a fact. When you're on a ketogenic diet, generally you're taking in less than 50 grams of carbs a day. And you can test your urine. You go into, it tells you if you have ketones and all this type of thing. So where does your, how can your body oxidize fats? What it does is it starts to break down muscle protein, breaks off the carbon skeletons that goes through the liver and your body through the liver, a process called gluconeogenesis, turns the amino acids into glucose so you can oxidize fats. So what are you doing? You're wasting muscle. You're using muscle tissue for energy. Right. See what I'm saying? Now, let me do this study. This is out of the American Journal of Medicine, 2002. Effect of six-month adherence to a very low-carbohydrate diet program is basically the Atkins diet. Now, at the end of six months, this is what they found. We estimate that in our study, 66% of the weight loss was from fat mass, 66% from fat. So that's 34% muscle, one third of your muscle mass wasted, gone, wasted. And now your metabolism is screwed. Okay. Wow. I lost all this weight. Yeah. You just lost a third of your muscle mass with it. So now they go off the diet. They eat normally. They gain the weight twice as fast as they lost it. But you know what? Let's say they go back to their original weight. They don't gain the muscle back. No. Now they're fatter. Right. Than when they started. Composition has changed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the horror of the, of the ketogenic diet. Now I'm going to tell you a personal experience for it. One of my first bodybuilding contests at the time, low carb diet was real popular in the muscle magazines. What year was that? Early eighties. Early eighties. That's before early eighties. Before the big transition back to carb. I had one. Um, I had won a bodybuilding contest in eighty one, and then like two years later, I was going into this big one. But then I changed my diet around because everybody's doing this low carb thing. So I said, "All right, I'm going to keep it under fifty grams of carbs." Now, at the time, I weighed two ten. Wasn't that Dr. Pasquale? What was it, D. Pasquale? Remember him? He did that yeah. stuff with all those the bodybuilders, and they looked horrible. They were just, oh, they were any just bodybuilder eating, going on is going to tell you well, they, that sentence. Well, they were just eating bacon and the hor- you know, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Okay. So I weighed 210. I planned on competing light heavyweight at 190. And I dieted for like five months. It was the worst five months of my entire life. I had to get down to 170 pounds to get ripped. I lost so much strength and muscle mass. I could, like at the end, I could barely even get up a flight of stairs. Mm. I felt like I had severe flu every day. I would never do that again ever in my entire life. It was horrible. Even, even today, if I, if I go and I've experimented, if I drop my carbs really low for two or three days, I lose, I lose a rep or two on my lifts. And usually when I train, I always gain a rep or so on everything that I do. Um, so I lose strength and I don't feel good. Right. Like I'm feel weak. Any bodybuilder will tell you, they dread the low carb diet. 
it's absolutely horrible. The other thing about the ketogenic diet, isn't everyone promoting plant nutrition, all the vitamins in the plants and the vegetables and all that? Well, you can barely eat any of it because most of your diet is protein and fat. Right. You, you don't eat any fruit because that's weight. I'll put your weight. Yeah, I'll put top. you over. Keto. So and, and even where, protein. Are, where are you all your nu- nutrients? But, but even look at protein sources. Where do you go? Because people, again, when they're doing the keto diet, are doing it incorrectly because they're eating foods, high in saturated fats, not realizing they're eating a ton of protein with it. I have people on the keto diet gaining weight simply because they're doing it incorrectly. So not only are they doing it incorrectly, they're gaining weight and they're putting poor food nutrients in their body and not, not getting good nutrients. It's a, it's a really de- bad Fred, spiral you, downwards. You can lose weight on anything as long as you take less calories. Well, in. calories in, calories out. You know, I could yeah. feed you the corn dog diet <laughs> and just only give you a thousand calories with the corn dog yeah. and you're going to lose weight. You're not going to get healthy. No. Right. <laughs> the opposite, you know? Yeah. So it, it has a dramatic effect. People think, oh, this is a great thing. I lost a little weight. And two years later, they're fatter than ever. They're, they can't lose weight. Their metabolism is slow. Their health is worse. That's why I don't like any of these these fad diets. Right. Well, you have other certain like Nutrisystem and the uh, hospital diet and a host of others. Again, you have Weight Watchers. We mentioned this before. Great to get community involved. You have uh, uh, you know accountability. Mm-hmm. You're losing yeah. weight. You're feeling better. Uh, you're proud of yourself. All good positive things. But optimal health. Well, let's say you go in and you have autoimmune diseases and uh, or severe heart. They're not going to specifically address those conditions for you. No. You know, they kind of give you a general thing sure. and people will lose weight on it. Yeah. The success rate, because people don't stick with it forever. Right. Like Nutrisystems. It's mm-hmm. a joke. Yeah, you lose weight. You go off the food. It's prepackaged food with chemicals and preservatives in it. You got to buy the food from them. You're not learning good nutrition. And the success rate is like less than one-tenth of 1% over five years because everybody gains the weight back Mm -hmm. and you spend a ton of money on it. Did you know Nutrisystems back in the 70s got sued? They had over, it caused over 70-something cases of uh, gallbladder disease. Really? When they had, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Same thing goes, I already had went into the American Diabetic Association diet and the American uh, Heart Association diet. Horrendous. However, what's even worse than that is the hospital diets to lose weight. You might have heard of uh, the protein sparing modified fast that the hospitals had, where they would give you a collagen-based protein, which they found was not absorbable by the body, Mm -hmm. and almost no food to eat. Now, when you're on that, I I think that was in the the 70s. Harvard Medical University did studies on that in the Department of Metabolism and found that it did irreparable damage to your metabolism. So what would happen? You had to get a blood test every two weeks while you're on it. Right. That's yeah. like, you only do that if you're taking a toxic drug. Am I right? Yeah. So you're changing your food. You're doing this modified protein sparing, modified fast. And you have to have blood work done every two weeks. It's telling you it's a toxic diet. Right. So what happened was they had 78 documented cases of people having massive heart attacks on the diet because what happened, you're not getting the protein. It's not absorbable. Yeah. People are catabolizing their own heart muscle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was the hospital diet. So I had, um, and then uh, Medifast. It's another joke, mm. right? So I, I'll just tell you, I, I had a patient some years ago. She had done the, um, I think she had done Medifast. And they're giving her like, you know, 400, 500 calories a day with this you know, crap they get. That's you. it? Yeah. So she dropped in a little less than six months, she dropped 130 pounds. Oh, that's incredible. It's too much though. So it's too much to lose that yeah, fast. Sure. Because within less than three months, she gained 80 pounds back that's when she did stressful it. Stressful on the body. Yeah. She gained 80 pounds. Now she comes to me, right? Fred, could not lose on 500 calories a day. Could not lose an ounce. Her body just... Came Metabolism yep. shot. Yep. And as sure. I said, Harvard Medical and, you know, uh, college department of metabolism found that it does irreparable damage to your metabolism. What, what are you doing that? The only thing that you could do is try to have them build as much muscle up as they can and try to get their metabolism built up. But right. it's, it's going to take quite some time. You're not going to get any fast uh, fixes with that. There's nothing else. No, How are you going to go lower than 500? No, you can't. You know? You're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. 
basically. Well, you have that and you have appetite suppressants and all these things. Everything, everything seems to revolve around weight, right? We all are self-conscious about our weight. After the age of 25, we start to lose muscle mass, right? It's called, as we get older, it's called sarcopenia. It's muscle wasting. Right. So you start to lose about a half a pound of muscle a year. It's, it's interesting. I'll meet somebody and they say, you know, I weigh 160 pounds. I weighed that same weight 20 years ago. And I'm like, do you strength train? Nah, I don't do anything. Well, I bet you they got a pot belly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've well, seen guys in high school I used to play sports with, you know, recently. And they're about the same, but they got the gun. Yeah, but so, so in 20, in 20 years, you actually lost 10 pounds of muscle tissue and yeah. 10 pounds of fat. So you're fatter. So you're fatter. Yeah. So you, we worry about body weight as and the scale is just, again, we've said this many times. Let's say, and we'll probably say it the rest of the podcast that we do. It's, it's throw it out. It's not, it's not a true determination of what's going on in your body and what needs to be done. Um, you can see pictures of people everywhere where they're actually weigh 10 pounds more and they look much better because they're leaner. They put on muscle tissue. Right. right. So we have to, we have to look at situations that, you know, we're talking about health and sometimes you may not look your very best, but it's about having the optimal health has to be number one priority for you. I, I mean, it's my, Usually as far that, as I you know, that goes along with it, but the, the primary thing is you got to look at composition, not weight on the scale. Right. You got to build muscle. Right. And you got to keep what you build. Right. That's, that's precious. Now, thinking about that, like I like a lot of the old timers. Did you see on the news the other day? The 82-year-old black woman bodybuilder? Oh, I Did you hear about before. that? She's incredible. Well, check this out. She never started training until she was almost 60 years old, right? Mm-hmm. She's 82, and I mean ripped. Yeah. She used to win Masters Bodybuilding Con. You wouldn't believe it. God bless her, man. That's all I can say. So, like I watched her do a back workout, and like her back is all ripped, mm-hmm. you know, her arms – so not that long ago, this guy came to her house, knocking on the door. She was, was on the news, was on Fox News. And he's bent over. He goes, oh, somebody shot me. You got to call the police. So she went to call the police, but she had the chain on the door. Right. So the guy kicked the chain in and went in to attack her. And she's like, she said she was using every kind of language you can imagine. <laughs> you know what I am? And what she did was. She picked up the small, really thick wooden table, right. start beating the hell out of it. <laughs> right? So she beat the guy to the ground, and then she had just went shopping. She grabbed a bottle of shampoo and poured it in his eyes. Oh, my God. And held him. she held him on the floor till the police came, and they arrested him. They had the whole thing on Fox News. Yes. I mean, when I see old people, like, you know, strong and fit and sure. in shape like that, right. you right. know, mm-hmm. I love to hear the stories. They still work out. Yeah. Uh, Another guy I really, I really love, and I forget his name, but he was 82 years old, and I might have seen this about eight or 10 years ago. He was walking through Central Park, 82 years old, former sergeant major in the Marines, right? I think he was in World War II, what it was, or Korea, and he was a boxing champion, but he still worked out. He still hit the bag. So he's walking through Central Park. These three young kids come, and they think, oh, easy pickings. Right. So they go to rob him. Mm-hmm. Well. He beats, he knocks two of them unconscious and beats the hell out of the third guy. And the guy runs off. The police came. The two guys, young guys, 20 years old, were still unconscious. Guy's 82, mm-hmm. right? The rest of them. That's functional strength, right, Fred? <laughs> right. I'm sure he ate his spinach and took his supplements. Too, yeah, well, right? he still hit the bag. Yeah. He worked out. You know, he was in good shape. We're starting to sound like a broken record after this. This is our first, fifth podcast. And it, it, it Every issue we talk about, and Tom said, we'll, we'll be addressing um, autoimmune disease, you said, next time? Next week, the topic, yes, yeah, the inflammatory disorders, I call it the fire within, and it's going to be geared towards uh, autoimmune disorders, mm-hmm. because now we're going to learn about all these inflammatory connections, right. how we fix the dam right. to block this up from from attacking our, our bodies. So, and, and, and with these three questions, we get a lot of different questions all the time, but we felt these three were pretty valid because they are very important ones and they're very popular ones. And they're ones that can be confusing at times. It's very simple process of picking healthy foods, (laughs) eating organic. I sound like a broken record, right? And exercising, getting your cardiovascular strength uh, going, your, 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 uh, uh, metabolism, everything that needs to be done just to stay healthy. Again, we're not looking for bare bones, basic here. We're looking for optimal and and that takes effort and takes time. But it takes commitment, but it's really doable and it doesn't have to be so laborious mentally or physically. 
Well, that's why what I do is, you know, I, I develop, I customize a whole program on them, right. the whole diet, food, supplementation. Uh, I do some homeopathy, uh, just like you customize your a program. A weight training has sure. to be specific to that person. Absolutely. So I guide them through it. I right. do One day I want to, one podcast, I want to talk about behavior modification. Right. What's important with that. Honestly, I think that's the most important for everything's for success. You really have to have the mindset. Use your brain to lose your gut. Yeah, you that's, do. But I you mean, have that's to. really what it is. You yeah. do have to have. There's a lot of people talk a lot of different things, but actions speak louder, and it really does matter. So, um, let's. I'm going to read uh, my little health quote that I like to do each week. Is it a good one? I think they're all good. Okay. Yeah, they are. <laughs> this like one's them. from Hippocrates. If we could give every individual the right amount of nourishment and exercise, not too little and not too much, we would have found the safest way to health. Not bad, right? Right. Well, he's the father of modern medicine. Right. right. See, a lot of people know this one, right? Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Mm-hmm. That's 650 BC. Right. He's saying this. Mm-hmm. And the doctors are just catching on now. All this time. Well, He's the, he's the first one that didn't believe ghosts and goblins were causing disease. He believes it was environmental <laughs> right. factors and, and that he was you way know, ahead of his you, time. You know, a lot of things could be said here. You don't know if big pharma is involved a lot of times, too. Like you said, there's not a lot of nutritional background for most of the doctors. And most people would rather just take a little, you know, pink pill or whatever they're taking to satisfy the situation, not recognizing what's going to happen down the road, not recognizing that things could be done preemptively, like you mentioned. And individually, you can have certain things done so that you can overcome whatever situation scenario you're dealing with. Sometimes it's temporary. Sometimes it's permanent. Well, we're the most uh, over-medicated country in the world. Mm-hmm. Just look at children. We write five times the amount of prescriptions for amphetamines for our kids than the entire world combined. That's not So there's something, you know, really off with that. Yeah. Now, we're going to be heading out in, a, in just a little bit. So... Next podcast is going to be the inflammatory disorders. I call it the fire within. It's going to be geared towards autoimmune disorders. And we're going to really learn how we can block up this dam and not just keep bailing water, you know, for the inflammatory cascade that hits us. Cool. Stay healthy out there, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening this week to Tom Mantos Speaking of Nutrition with co-host Fred Bornicola. We have new episodes every week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Please join us again soon as we continue your personal journey to better health.